This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. Let's talk to Ed Moyer, Senior Market Analyst for Oanda in New York. Good afternoon from London. How are you? A very busy Friday here, Johnny. How are you? It is a very busy Friday. And uh, let's start with this breaking news over the last hour or so from the University of Michigan's report, Consumer Sentiment has experienced a big increase in April, up 2.4%. Markets have reacted to this news, really, with a a little bit of uh, angst. I think uh, a lot of traders, when they looked at the morning schedule, they were seeing retail sales, they were looking at big bank earnings, they saw some Fed speak, they were not anticipating University of Michigan to um, really uh, trigger the biggest move. And uh, it it appears that these uh, one-year inflation expectations really rattled markets. They uh, jumped the most uh, since 2021. It really uh, changed the focal point of the markets. Uh, A couple days ago, everyone was focused on you know, how much will the Fed be cutting rates in the second half of the year to are we going to be seeing not just a rate hike in May, but will the Fed be raising rates in June? And now it seems that you, you, you have inflation rate expectations, you know, jump a full percentage point. And that was followed by some, you know, hawkish comments by the Fed's Waller, which, you know, highlighting that core inflation has not shown much improvement. Inflation is still too high, and that it's his that you know that the Fed's job is not done. And I think you you have a market that is now, you know, taking a look at what else did we hear earlier? And you know, there was you know a little small preview onto the the bank stuff, but there was some optimism out of there with the outlook. And there are some people thinking we could have a soft landing. So if that's the case, then you could justify more rate hikes by the Fed. And, and that's why you're seeing such a strong reaction across um, all risky assets. You're seeing gold, you know, post uh, University of Michigan, it's dropped um, um, around $20. And uh, you're seeing uh, stocks sell off. The uh, um, I think uh, the dollar is, you know, obviously it's rebounding here. And, uh, you know, treasury yields are much higher. We've also had some comments from Fed Governor Christopher Waller as well, who says that the Federal Reserve needs to continue raising interest rates because inflation, in his own uh, words, is still much too high. So this uh, compounds what you've just said regarding the University of Michigan report. He does say that there's still no sign that banks are pulling back lending, which would, of course, slow the economy. He said his views on the outlook were about the same place as he was at the last interest rate meeting in mid-March. And so you're right. It looks like, as opposed to the news in the last week or so, talking about rate cuts this year, that ain't happening anytime soon. Very much so. And and I think it's important to, uh, you know, take a look at how the market's reacting. And now it seems that we've gone from expecting, you know, uh, an easy hold for the June meeting to now the markets are uh, anticipating there's a, you know, 21% chance that they could raise rates at the June meeting. Um, And when you take a look at those rate cut bets, those have gone down. I think, you know, not only are we looking at, um, you know, the risk of more tightening, but, um, you know, higher for longer is is looking like that could be the way things are spelled out here. And, and I think that, you know, the, you know, the, the, the risks of monetary policy 
being restrictive for a lot longer are elevated. And 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 I, I think what you're you're probably gonna you know you know need to to see is you know you know how is the banking sector going to hold up and we 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 still have a lot more questions i think we're still very early in uh figuring out you know what's going to happen with lending what's going to happen with small business um and and i I think right now there's still uh too many questions that um uh, need to be answered but you know for now uh you know tighter credits that spreads um i think is something we'll take some of the work off the Fed's uh, shoulders, but um, you, you're, you're probably going to see, uh, you know, I think the Fed is is, is going to continue to, to stick to this hawkish script. So um, if, if the data still warrants more tightening and if nothing is breaking, um, you know, that, that, that June meeting could, um, could you know really um, become something that the markets are are strongly considering? And, and right now, I think uh, uh, traders are a lot of traders are are really stunned that um, the markets are are reacting this strongly off of you know this University of Michigan report. Having said that, looking at today's data on retail sales, they slipped more than anticipated in March, which seems to extend this downward trend and the cooling in the economy. Is this a contrast to the other pieces of news, the latest Fed speak and the Michigan report? I think with retail sales, you have to you know consider where it, it, it's come from too. Uh, remember, it did have a really red hot you know, start to the year. Um, and, uh, you know, headline sales were depressed by, a, you know, a 1.6 decline in auto sales and a 5.5% plunging, you know, gas station sales, which, you know, obviously was um, expected um, because because of what happened with prices. Um, but I, I think, I think you, you know, you, you're, you're, you're probably, um, you know, when you take a look at, you know, the only meaningful increase um, in March core sales uh, um, was in the uh, volatile non-store components. So I, I think that you're you're looking at um, you're looking at, you know, consumer spending here. It's it's obviously weakening. Um, and, and, and I think that for a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, you know, this was expected. Um, you know, when you when you strip out some parts, you know, you, you could still make the argument that the consumer is still spending. Um, and, and I and I think that, you know, the the expectations for this uh, mark, you know, this, you know, weak March report was somewhat expected. Uh, net revisions were somewhat positive. Um, but uh, I think overall, um, you know, I think it this does confirm that you know some of the strength that we saw in the beginning of the year was um, nothing more than uh, uh, it was supported by um, you know that some really good weather uh, and uh, I think we did have some seasonal adjustments um, and uh, we did we did have um, uh, that one-time um, social security uh, payments that were given so um, th- th- this is this is a you know an economy that uh, you know we're gonna see uh, weaker con- consumption trends um, I think uh, I think uh, second quarter is gonna be much weaker um, and uh, I think uh, you know the, the the large drop in March is uh, probably going to um, drive a uh, you know, the, those concerns that the consumer is going to show much more weakness going forward. Um, and uh, I think for a lot of people uh, that that should support the disinflation process. So we'll see if uh, 
um, over the next couple months if those uh, elevated um, inflation expectations remain. Um, but I, I think it seems that the disinflation process should still remain in place. Let's switch topics now and talk about the latest earnings numbers, uh, Ed. We've had uh, JP Morgan and a number of other banks. Yes. And, and I think what's interesting is, you know, today, typically we talk about uh, JP Morgan and, you know, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. In addition to that, though, we, we did hear from PNC. Normally, we don't talk about some of the smaller banks, but that was the first major regional bank. I thought it was interesting. Their deposits increased 0.3%. Um, that's, you know, something I check off. Uh, it's just a regional bank that didn't see major outflows. They're in the clear. <laughs> um, I think as, as we go through bank earnings season, we're looking to see banking turmoil, who who's next. Um, and, and, and right now, when you go through the big banks, obviously, they're the ones that are going to be the beneficiaries. Um, Wells Fargo was considered one of the weaker big banks. They actually did pretty well. They uh, uh, had a net interest income net interest income beat um uh that helped them offset um some provisions um you know their you know their 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 comments were rather uh, comforting uh they have uh um they're rather confident with their liquidity and capital positions uh citigroup delivered uh strong profit um uh, numbers um you know they they had you know robust fixed income trading um i think i think that what we're seeing the banks really did did fairly. I think they did very well. I think and, and J.P. Morgan though, I think they were they shined. Uh, they crushed it. Uh, strong earnings beat. Revenue impressed. Um, you know, um, uh, uh, er- everything was impressive. Uh, loans came in as expected, and they raised their guidance. They raised their guidance by about twelve billion dollars. Um, that's for the full year net interest income. So. Um, very, very impressive. Um, and I think, uh, you know, CEO Diamond just noting that he sees tighter financial conditions, warning on rates, you know, was kind of wired to be a little bit, I think, more pessimistic. Um, but I, I think this is this is a, an outlook for an economy here that, uh, you know, you know, the banks, the big banks are going to do, they're, they're doing okay as, you know, the economy is still still doing fine. There's been a good start to the earnings, and uh, I think for for a lot of people, this was um, surprising. I think there was uh, expected to be a little bit more um, noticeable weakness here. So uh, so far, um, the banks are off to a strong start. We'll see if this can uh, um, continue into uh, next week. But um, I think overall, you know, I, I'm, I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. Let's uh, talk cryptocurrency now. And, uh, well, the Bitcoin rally extends, Ed. Has that surprised you? I think uh, I've been um, pretty um, on top of uh, the move with cryptos. and You called this quite early, didn't you? When Bitcoin was very nearly half of what it is now, you said that there was a rally to come and it has continued. Well, thank you. I think that um, with crypto, it's it, it's fascinating because, you, you know, obviously you have the you know, the macro picture, you have the fundamentals, you have the drivers, you have the regulatory fears. Um, and then you have to take a look at, you know, where, how it flows, you know, is, is, is the global crypto market cap growing or shrinking? Is the money getting in or out? There was complete selling exhaustion. Uh, there was no selling. Um, I mean, there, there, there was just, um, when, when you take a look at the way Wall Street was set up, people weren't looking to, to, 
pick on crypto anymore. It just seemed that um, you, you had too much of the big money that was um, committed uh, between 30 and 40,000 for Bitcoin. Um, you, you saw a diversification play going into some of these other blockchain protocols. And, and I think now this is an inter interesting time. Um, this is where you might see uh, Bitcoin uh, out, I think, outperform. I mean, this is where you, you, short term right now, there's there's a lot of momentum here because, uh, um, you know, crypto is is uh, starting to um, attract new investors. I think it's starting to see um, once again, uh, the, the buzz is growing. Um, but but I think what you're, you're probably going to see is, um, you know, you, you have to take a look at where the next wave of growth is going to come from and i think that's going to uh, you know focus heavily on the use case argument and i think ethereum's big week um you know you know they they are now fully um proof of stake and this you know took years in the making they you know they had their shanghai update that we covered last time um you know they fully enabling withdrawals, closing the loop uh, to, to, to complete, you know, all these various upgrades. And I think that now you're you're starting to see that this should help make them more competitive. That should help, um, you know, I think foster more projects. And uh, I think this is this is an exciting time for for crypto. I think uh, you're you're also seeing there's a lot more buzz uh, Twitter. Uh, partnering with eToro, you know, you're going to see more more people get exposed to crypto. So as as you have more people participate, it, it's it's it should foster more interest. So we'll see what happens um, on the regulatory path. I mean, you're you're, you're seeing more progress abroad. Um, I think uh, everyone's still waiting to see what happens um, with Binance. Um, everyone's trying to see, um, you know, you know. How's the SEC going to rule um, um, on on what's a security and whatnot? But I, I think overall, th th there's been there's been a lot of positive developments here. Um, and now, obviously, uh, you know, with with uh, um, some of the volatility that we've seen in in um, just today alone, it's interesting to see that you know you know you know have we seen crypto give up some of its gains? Yes, a little bit. Um, so, um, you know, risk appetite needs to hold up, I think, for crypto momentum to continue. So if we do see a broader sell-off, I think that is still going to prove to be a difficult environment for crypto. So we'll, we'll um, definitely um, need that correlation to hold up um, going forward. So I, I don't anticipate that um, you can't continue to have just, you know, continued banking turmoil and and have that be rather supportive for crypto. I think uh, you, you, you do need to have um, a risk appetite remain um, somewhat healthy for crypto to to continue um, um, this, this um, you know, rather impressive rebound. Okay, uh, Ed's been a busy end to the week. What lies in store for the next seven days or so? Oh, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot happening. And I think what we're, we're going to see um, in the U.S., the primary focus will be earnings season. You're going to have a lot of investors focus on um, when we get to the smaller banks. I think we're, we're also going to see, um, you know, this is a this is going to be a difficult time to uh, get a better sense of, um, you know, how um, are the other parts of the economy faring? And uh, I think that, um, you know, for, for, for a lot of people, you're, you're going to look to see, um, you know, 
how are the Union Pacifics um, holding up? Um, is you know we'll, we'll we'll get you know you know we'll, we'll learn more about pricing inflation from Procter and Gamble. So I think you you know you you're going to have a lot of important uh, corporate updates which will give us better uh, indications on, on on pricing trends like Heineken will report. So I think you'll you'll learn more about the consumer, um, and uh, I think that uh, there's there's a lot of uh, um, key updates, American Express um, will be one that I think a lot of people closely watch as well. So lots lots of important corporate updates. Um, um, you know, I think um, as we, you know, go into uh, the, 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 you know, the trading week though, um, there's, it, it's not, there's not many uh, central bank there's no central bank rate decisions. I think the, the key data will be uh, China's GDP. Uh, first quarter GDP is supposed to, this is, you know, the economy is has reopened. We're, we're, this is where you, you're, you're going to see China's economy bounce back. This is where things, uh, um, you know, start to uh, get rather impressive here for China. Um, you know, Q1 GDP is supposed to, you know, Im- Im- improve from a flat reading to uh, 2.1% year over year, 29 to 3.9%. Uh, you'll, you know, strong um, improvements with industrial production, retail sales. Um, so, you know, China is going to be a, a big focal point for a lot of traders. Um, I think uh, for uh, um, also to um, what's, what's going to be key um, is uh, you, you're, you're, you're also going to have um a lot of inflation readings. Uh, the second read for the eurozone, um, um, for the for the UK, this is a this is going to be a a, a, big, a big one too. Um, you, you're you know in addition to uh, um, uh, the uh, jobs report, um, you're you know which which should be a rather mixed because you're going to have you know steady unemployment rate, but you know wages should ease a little bit. Uh, you're going to get that. Uh, that CPI report where, you know, last time, you know, we, we got a little bit surprised with that, uh, you know, 10.4%, you know, hot reading. So things should be uh, resuming its downward trajectory. So a lot of people focused on that. That's going to impact the OE um, rate hike odds. So um, that's going to be a big uh, focal point for a lot of traders. Um, and, and and I think, uh, you know, obviously the ECB minutes will be, uh, you know, closely dissected. Any, you know, hints on further uh, tightening as well. Um, UK retail sales also too at the end of the week. Um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a week where, you know, we're, we're you know, you're going to also have the flash PMIs. So that's for every you know, major region, US, UK, Eurozone. Um, that's also at the end of the week as well. So um, the general trend is manufacturing activity is, is uh, you know, going to be mostly stable or slightly uh, weaker, whereas service sector activity is, is going to, is going to probably drop across, you know, um, all regions. So I think, I think it's, 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 it's going to be a busy week just because, you know, there's going to be, you know, a, a handful of earnings. Um, and uh, in addition to that, um, a lot of central bank speak, Lagarde, um, several Fed speakers, um, lots of BOE uh, talk as well. So um, a lot happening also to, uh, um, the the G7 energy ministers will be meeting as well. So maybe we'll hear more about natural gas uh, investments and, and and stuff like that. And too, you also um, Russian uh, crude uh, oil um, um, impo- 
exports, they're above pre-Ukraine war levels. So we might see more Western sanctions um, come towards China and India. So we'll see what happens there. So a lot, a lot to to stay on top of. And, you know, there's always, you know, geopolitical risks that we, we don't oftentimes get to uh, touch upon. Sounds like a very busy week indeed. Enjoy your weekend, Ed, and we shall speak to you soon. Thank you. You too. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.